This podcast is brought to you by Fear Free, the initiative that takes the pet out of petrified and puts treat into treatment. Learn more at fearfreepets.com. This is the Fear Free Podcast Series. I'm your host, Steve Dale, with an old friend, veterinary services manager of SIVA Animal Health, Dr. Nora Grant. Hello, Dr. Grant. Hello, Steve. Good to hear from you again. Well, happy holidays to you. <laughs> Uh, now, yes. you're, you're, you're clearly not stressed, you're laughing, you're having a good time, but it's not always a time that is not without stress for our pets. That's very true, and I know if people actually think about it, the stress does start for a lot of people this time of the year, with Halloween, all the way through New Year's. We want to think about what that does and how that really affects our pets, too, because they experience a similar type of stress that we'll be talking about. Yeah, so what types of pets are likely to be most affected? And I don't mean by that, are we talking guinea pigs or goldfish? Or, <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, is right. there a certain personality type, do you think? Um, it actually is. It has to do somewhat with age. So we think about certainly our puppies and kittens, younger pets that are going through puppy socialization or that period of socialization for the kitten when they're learning about their environment and the new home. What's particularly important with them is any type of just one single stress could be very damaging to them long-term if it happens during this period of socialization, which is about three months. So if you're getting new puppies and kittens in the home, be aware of that. Your older patients. So as I know, being on the older side of the human years, um, we don't like change very much. We like our routines, and we don't adapt to change as easily. Well, our geriatric pets are the same way. They've gotten into a routine. They're happy with that. Now you change things. And then thinking about, um, you know, the first-time pet. So a lot of people have adopted or fostering uh, an animal right now during these time periods of COVID, and those new pets are still trying to get adapted to the regular household routine. So now we change things up with the holidays. Um, and then if a pet has ever had any other type of anxiety, you're dealing with a noise phobia or something that's there, they're going to be more sensitive to the stresses during this holiday period. All right, so let's talk about specifics. Halloween is right around the corner. Blah, 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 it's scary. <laughs> so what about, what? I scared you, I think. So what about <laughs> our pets over Halloween? Do you have any advice? I do. Um, I'm always thinking about, you know, the, the kids coming to the door. And when we think about our pets, I've lost a pet who actually darted out of a door during oh. the holiday season mm. that ended up disappearing and getting killed. So I'm very sensitive to that. So just opening the door, you know, for kids coming in, uh, costumes and things like that, the pet gets frightened, starts out the door. That can be an accident waiting to happen. The kids in costumes is the other idea. So we love, you know, the costumes, the kids, and coming in. That can be scary to a new pet or a kitten or a puppy's never seen that before. And then you think about the ringing doorbell. So we talked about noise phobia. If you're constantly having the doorbell ring and your pet gets sensitized to that, that can be stressful. Um, so those are some of the things, you know, particularly and decorations. Uh, I've seen some really creative decorations advertised that are, you know, holograms, and you've got blinking lights, and you've got things coming out, popping up, and scaring people, and we're getting very, you know, advanced with that. Well, that can be very frightful 
not only to us, but to the pets. And I don't know how often the doorbell is going to ring this year, but on the other end of the door, you open the door and uh, you see not people, at least to our pets, they don't look like people. They look like people dressed as ghosts and goblins and, I don't know, Avengers of some kind, but they right. don't look like people. And some pets are... I don't care. I'm. I, it's 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 living anyway. I'm I'm tails wagging. I'm so happy. But other pets are a bit off, put off by that. Should we put those pets maybe in another room? Use a closed door to our advantage in a second bedroom, a den, basement, even whatever room it is, an office, and plug in the pheromone diffusers. That's absolutely true. So whether we're talking about Halloween or some of the other holidays. Um, Having and creating a safe zone for your pet is really a good idea in general. It's really a good idea when you get a new pet. It's a good idea just for family gatherings. The the separate room or a crate, and crate training is something we do recommend for your new pets and newly adopted pets, uh, young pets, to adapt them to having a safe zone. Take a crate, cover it with a sheet or a blanket, spray that with the pheromones we'll talk about in a second, and and actually then toss some treats in or start feeding them in that area and developing the habit of them going into this. And don't wait till the night of the event to do this. This is uh, something to start now and adapting the pet to the crate. Uh, leave the door open, feed them in there at first, put some soft bedding in there, put some Kong toys, favorite toys, things like that. And then over time, you can start maybe closing the door for short periods of time. If they get frantic, then you don't want them to stay in there, and you never want to use a safe zone area or a crate as punishment. That's a no-no. We want to make this a positive experience, so by tossing treats and putting toys in, uh, spraying the pheromones, which will help them feel calm and safe, that's going to make it a very positive experience. And a lot of pets will absolutely just go get in their safe zone even when they start to hear noises or fearful things happening in the house. Yeah, interesting how that happens. Now, Dr. Anthony Fauci said that we have to be careful about Thanksgiving, maybe even social distance from people we know. He didn't say anything about socially distancing ourselves from our pets, however. Are there concerns you have about Thanksgiving? I don't mean COVID concerns at all. What what I do mean are, well, things like scarfing up too much turkey. So there's a lot of concerns. You know, you start thinking about Thanksgiving and the other holidays. We may not be having as much, you know, family gatherings, but maybe we will have some. So people coming in and out the door is going to be an issue again, ringing doorbells, door opening, pet darts out. There's that. Keeping things away from the pets that that could be damaging to them, whether that is too much turkey. You know, we can eat a fair amount of turkey and go sleep on the couch. The pet may not be able to handle that change in diet very well and could have some intestinal upsets. As a result of it, don't give any bones to the pets. Um, And then thinking about if you're decorating for these events and holidays, making sure there's not things out that the pet can chew up and get into. Um, I used to tie my Christmas tree up to a window and decorate it with soft uh, ornaments that couldn't be destroyed because I had cats. And they Mm -hmm. invariably wanted to climb my Christmas tree. Uh, Speaking of Christmas, let's talk about, we might as well finish off all the holidays. So we did (laughs) Halloween, Thanksgiving, but how about Christmas? So, So Christmas, you've got the same issues. You know, whether we've got family gatherings happening, there's probably going to be some. Um, I always think about Thanksgiving and Christmas, too, in terms of there is some football right now going on. There are games. And you may have parties. 
associated with this, so a lot of people coming in the house could be still happening, or it could just simply be everybody's watching TV and it gets loud and you jump up and yell. Just think about the noises that change, and then think about the uh, decorations, because we invariably, whether it's us or anybody else, I'm going to decorate my house. You know, maybe the decorations are something the new pet or the older pet is removing furniture around doesn't really adapt very well to, and we know cats in particular You start moving furniture in the house, and you may set off a cycle of them expressing their anxiety by urine marking or scratching on furniture because they are very territorial, and they like having things the same way. They've already marked it. And when you change that, then they may have to remark that to make it safe in their world. That's how the cats think. Yeah. Or so we think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So what do we do? to lower, to keep the pets safe. We want to do that. But I am after this, and that is minimizing their fear, anxiety, and stress. Yes, absolutely. So you mentioned the safe zone. That's, that's to me, the first thing, is give them a safe place to be away from the noise, away from the hustle and bustle, safe where they're not going to dart out the door. But it's kind of interesting because with the doorbell ringing, I had not thought about this, but... Our behaviorists mentioned the idea of putting a, a sign over the doorbell or just taping cardboard over a doorbell that says, please knock. And so the knocking door may not be as stressful to the pet that's hearing constant ringing doorbell. And then I've done this before when I knew I wasn't going to be there for Halloween. I might still put out a tray of candy with a, with a sign and not have actually kids in costume coming to the door, which maybe with COVID right now is something we do want to think about. Everybody's going to be wearing masks, I guess, anyway. But, but maybe just put the candy outside and, and then turn off the light when it's gone. Um, that could minimize stress. And um, the other thing with, with um, decorations, like I said, doing things not all at once, but maybe slowing down and decorating a little bit each day and helping the pet adapt to that and not doing it all at once to be very startling for the pet. The other thing you mentioned earlier was the pheromones, and um, we definitely have studies with SIVA that show that our pheromone products, both Adaptal and Feelaway, can be beneficial in reducing noise phobias, helping the socialization period for the puppies and kittens, and decreasing that stress by making them feel safe in their environment. So we have it in a diffuser form that can be plugged in, like right by a crate or in the room that's going to be the safe zone. You could put a collar on the dog um, that can stay with them and go with them the whole time and help. The pheromones also come in a spray. So spraying the bedding, spraying the covering for the crate, those type things can help. Putting a bandana on the dog, it'll last about four to six hours if you use a spray, so you might have to respray that. And one thing I always try to recommend, it's an alcohol-based spray, so when you first spray it, don't put it immediately on the pet around the pet. Give it about five or ten minutes, let that dissipate, and then the pheromones will be there and the pets will pick those up. These are copies, synthetic copies of naturally occurring pheromones that the pets have actually, they communicate with each other that way, and they are species-specific. So a dog picks up the dog pheromone, the cat can pick up the cat pheromone. You've got them in the same room, you can put both in the same room. Um, But that will help with some of the anxiety and stress for the pets. And then, I, you know, I think about things like um, 
you know, fireworks, make sure your safe zone is away from windows uh, so that they're not hearing the loud noises um, coming through the windows during that time period. If the pets are traveling, maybe we are going to do some travel during the holidays. Maybe you're going to go visit somebody by car that you feel safe to be around. Then knowing that pets and sometimes get anxious with travel, that's a great time to use the pheromone product. Spray the bedding that you're going to have them in the car, in the crate, or put a bandana on them or a collar for the dog. And then feel away for the cats. And that will help with them cope with these changes in the environment. And the only thing I have to add to that is start, don't wait until Thanksgiving. Don't wait until December 25th. Use it in advance. Tell your clients to use it a good week or two, at least, at least in advance of whatever holiday, if there's a point, a certain day that they're looking at. Uh, For one thing, you want the pheromone to actually infuse into the environment, but for another to get the pet accustomed to it. Uh, that is, does that make sense to you as well? Yes, that's very true. You know, at the minimum with the collars and the diffusers, it's going to take 24 hours for those to start to have an effect on that pet. So thinking ahead, as you're preparing ahead, this would be a great time to do that. I have a dog with me that actually she's my little Catahoula blue healer and she just got up. I also keep calming music around. That's another thing I'm a, a a definite believer in, but there's specific music cubes and you can get it on iPods and classical CDs, whatever. We know classical music in general is calming to dogs and cats, but there's species-specific music. Um, I think the company is called Pet Acoustics that makes some of these. Mm -hmm. And through a dog's ear, through a cat's ear, those are some of the products out there. But I keep a calming cube by her whenever I know I'm leaving if there's separation anxiety issues, if I know that we're going to be in a strange place, I'm using my pheromones and calming music together with her. And she's nine years old. So, you know, she normally runs outside and is very active on farms and loves chasing deer. But when she's in different environments, she experiences a little bit of stress. And I'm very sensitive to that. So I'm a firm believer in in calming environments, low sounds, um, the music, the pheromones, and then trying to do things gradually to not disrupt that. I think if we do that with our pets, we're going to benefit from that too. Slow down a little bit. Really, (laughs) really. We could use it this year, arguably, more than any other year. Absolutely. Yeah, we're tossing around the word pheromones, but we probably should explain what we're talking about exactly for people who don't know. That's true. So these are, so animals communicate chemically. And we do, too. We just don't realize it because we can do so verbally. So the animals actually give off chemical substances that other animals pick up, whether they market in their environment with those substances or whether it's just around them. So think, for example, a mother who's had a mother dog who's had puppies or a cat, kittens. They actually at that time give off what's called appeasing pheromones that are produced between the mammary glands. And these pheromones are subconsciously, um, they're perceived within the upper heart palate, and then they have a subconscious effect on behavior by just making that pet bond to the mother, feel safer. I like to think of the appeasing pheromones as mother's love wrapped around you. And what SIVA has done is make synthetic copies of those. 
and whether it's in a diffuser form or a collar or in a um, spray, they're available for both the dog and the cat. Other animals have pheromones too. So there's equine pheromones and there's other, you know, mammals in general. And actually a lot of other insects communicate chemically too. So pheromones are interesting in that respect. The cat pheromones, a little bit different. We know there's different types of pheromones. The cat one that's in the feel away classic is actually the territorial pheromone. You've probably seen cats go rub on things, mark with their cheek or chin around the house, particularly when they're in the new area, that's what they're doing. They're actually taking these facial, facial pheromones that are in glands in the cheeks and they're rubbing them on objects because the cat is actually marking its environment to create that safe zone we were talking about. And that's why when you move furniture or do something different, they get anxious. And we think about the cat then perceiving its environment as safe, whereas the dog pheromone is kind of like having mother's love wrapped around them. I think so, one one of the reasons, Dr. Grant, why people don't sometimes get it, for lack of a better way of saying it, even if they understand and hear everything you're saying and have heard it for years about pheromones, is we don't experience pheromones in a cognitive way, even though they're out there all the time. I understand that when great-great-great-grandma said, you know, when you two meet, sparks fly, that that the great 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 grandma yeah yeah the chemistry that's right it's a chemical response and she was referring to pheromones we don't yes. and and it might be worth explaining that we dogs and cats or us don't smell pheromones through our olfactory organ i've had right. many clients say well i don't smell anything even if they you know it's it's done through, and you briefly alluded to the upper palate, it's the vomeral nasal organ, which is a very different system and goes to a different part of the brain than yes. what we do when we smell eggs burning or something. Exactly. So they can sometimes be within an odor or smell that an animal has left in an area, but the pheromone is actually picked up, like you said, by a couple of little ducks that are in the upper hard palate goes to an, uh, sub, well, an organ called the vomeronasal organ that's up inside that area. And then there's a different tract that takes it, the nerves that actually take it to the brain, goes through the accessory olfactory bulb, whereas smell is coming through the olfactory bulb. They, they diverge and go into different pathways at that point. Yeah, smell so, goes through the thalamus and then into the brain, and the pheromones go to the amygdala. And my background is in actually psychology, and I can remember back in physiological psychology years ago talking about the center of fear in the brain called the amygdala. So you think about it, that's where fear is learned, and if the pheromones are going there, which is part of what we heard before it referred to as the, the limbic system, the limbic system of the brain is where all of this is interpreted. And then subconsciously, things happen. The animals don't, aren't aware of it. We're not aware of it. But subconsciously, things happen and behavior changes. Maybe the cortisol levels go down. You know, blood pressure changes or, or heart rate changes. But things happen to make the animal feel calmer. And, you know, if we could figure out a way to make human pheromones, I'm all on board with that. You know? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, Me too. That should have been. We know they're there, but we don't have them in a bottle yet. Yeah, that should have been the product you guys created in <laughs> this year specifically. Exactly. Uh, Dr. Nora Grant, SIVA Animal Health, thank you so much and happy holidays to you. 
Yes, happy holidays to everyone and to our pets. Let's just be aware of of helping with their anxiety and stress during the holidays, and I think we'll benefit. We'll all benefit. Thank you so much, Steve, for having me on. Thank you. If you're already registered for Fear Free, be sure to keep up with all the Fear Free happenings, access the new toolbox items, and find all additional courses at fearfreepets.com. And, of course, if you're not registered, find everything you need to get started at fearfreepets.com. If you're a member interested in pursuing practice certification, get more details on the same site under the Veterinary About section. And if you're a pet owner who just stumbled upon this podcast, learn more about the resources we have for you at fearfreehappyhomes.com.